Good morning, folks. This is Joel Martin, and I want to thank you for joining me for, for the Everlasting Word. Now, today we're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 22, and it's the conversation that Jesus had with the rich young ruler. And the conversation went very odd, if you will, and it could have went very differently had the young man recognized who Jesus was and is, and Jesus' sin, sinless character, and if the young man would have recognized his own sinful character, the conversation would have went very much differently. But if we look at the scripture, we'll begin reading with verse 16. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good, uh, none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear a false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, Go and sell that that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, this conversation, I kept trying to weigh the difference between the conversation that Jesus had with the rich young ruler and the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. And because Jesus just straight out told Nicodemus, thou must be born again. But the difference here with the rich young ruler is the rich young ruler was looking to elevate himself before God based on the law. And Jesus knew the intent of the young man's heart. For he says, <coughs> he, he addresses him as good master. Well, the, the young man addressed Jesus just like he would address any other Jewish leader or Jewish teacher. He, he really didn't recognize who Jesus, Jesus was. And then he says, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Now, you and I that have been truly born again, we have come to that saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know and we understand there is nothing we can do. The only thing that we can do is recognize that we are a sinner and recognize that without the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are doomed for a devil's hell and that we must believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we cry out to him. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. And as the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. There is nothing that we can do. There is no work that we can do. For we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. But yet this rich young ruler, he's looking for something 
that he can do, that he can say, hey, look at me, look at what I did. I have moved up closer to God because I'm able to do this. No, the Bible clearly teaches us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the rich young ruler was trying to grow closer to God based on the law. Well, Jesus came, when Moses came down off of Mount Sinai the first time, he saw the sin that Israel was into, and he threw down the tablets. That, that symbolized Israel breaking God's law. It symbolized me breaking God's law. It symbolized you breaking God, God's law. But when God sent him back up through God's grace and God's mercy and issued a second edition, if you will, of the Ten Commandments, of God's law, and Moses came back back down off the mountain. The glory of God shone right about his head so much that he had to put a veil around his head and Israel couldn't look upon him. That symbolized that there was one coming. It was foreshadowing that there was one coming that was going to satisfy God's law and do for me and you and this rich young ruler what we could not do for ourselves. And then if we would just by faith accept the work that Jesus Christ did while he was on this earth, that he lived that perfect life and he went to the to the cross of Calvary and shed his blood being the sin, sinless, perfect Lamb of God so that if we would just by faith trust in him that we could have eternal life. But the rich young ruler did not recognize that. He didn't see who Jesus really was. And, he, and Jesus asked a question. Jesus gives him the opportunity here to, if you will, take off his fleshly eyes and put on his spiritual eyes. And he says in verse 17, he says, And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? In other words, what, what is it about me that you see that's good? And he gives him an opportunity here. And Jesus goes on to say, he says, there is none good but one, and that one that is good is God. And Jesus gives the rich young uh, ruler an opportunity to, if you will, take the wool off of his eyes to see that, wait a minute, this is God's only begotten son. This truly is the Messiah. But the rich young ruler was still so caught up into the law into his own self-righteousness in work in, in works rather than faith that he could not see who Jesus truly was. And it goes on. And, and if you notice the answer that Jesus gives the, uh, the young man, at the end of verse 17, he says, <clears throat> but if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And you might ask yourself, well, wait a minute, Jesus gave him the wrong answer. No, Jesus gave him an answer based on truly what his faith was, which was nothing, and based on how the young man addressed Jesus. Because Jesus, the young man was not ad addressing Jesus as the only begotten Son of God, as the Savior, as the, you know, as John the Baptist put it, behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away our sins. He didn't address him that way, so Jesus gave him an answer based on how the young man was asking the questions. And it goes on in verse 18, he says, He saith unto him, Which? 
Jesus said. Now notice how Jesus lists off these um, commandments here. And somewhere in here is the young man's failure. And Jesus knew where the young man's failure was. Jesus knew where the young man's sin was. Just like he knows where my sin is. Just like he knows where your sin is. And he says, <clears throat> he saith unto him which? Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now notice how Jesus lists them. The first three is what we, what man would consider to be egregious sins. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou, thou shalt steal. That Those are the ones that we can reasonably uh, easily recognize, and those are the ones that, boy, we really point fingers at people that commit these sins. But yet, then Jesus also, the last three, he says, Thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, and those are the ones that we think, ah, those aren't so bad. Well, listen, if we break one of God's commandments, we cannot satisfy his demands. We cannot satisfy them. So if we broke one, we're just as a, much a sinner as someone that broke what we consider to be the egregious ones. We have failed before God. But see, Jesus came and he satisfied. He fulfilled all of, of those commandments. He honored his father and his mother. He never bared false witness toward anyone. And we know, and he loved his neighbor. We know Jesus came. I came not to be ministered to, but to minister. And Jesus said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. In other words, to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. But see, and Jesus knew somewhere in these six that he rattled off to this young man, there was uh, the young man had failed somewhere, somewhere. But the young man was he was failing to see it. And the young man says here in verse 20, he says, the young man saith unto him, all these things. Now, notice this. He doesn't say most of them. He doesn't say part of them. He says all, all. He says, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? So the young man saying, you know, I've done all these things. And, and based on his, his statement, he's putting himself at the level that Jesus is. Jesus could keep the law. Jesus could satisfy God's law. But this young man couldn't. But he was so blinded by his own self-righteousness that he couldn't see his failure. Friends, if we're truly going to be saved and we're going to have that relationship with the with God Almighty, that we have to see our sinful nature. We have to acknowledge the fact that we are a sinner and that we have broken God's law. And we have to recognize the fact that God is sinless. He is perfect. And he came to, and Jesus Christ in the flesh came to satisfy God the Father's commandments and his law and if we would just put our faith and trust in the lord jesus christ and the work that he did for us we would be saved but this young man couldn't see it he was so blinded by his own self-righteousness by his own um uh, 
if you will, wanting to work for eternal life. And then he says, and then Jesus gives him an answer. And we really got to think about this answer that Jesus tells him. He says in verse 21, it says, Jesus saith unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Wow. Now let's really think about what Jesus says here. The young man insists that he has kept the commandments. During the conversation, he constantly insists that he has kept the commandments. So notice what Jesus says here. <clears throat> In verse 21, he says, Well, if you're perfect, okay, now listen here. If you're perfect, go and sell what you have, give to the poor, then you'll have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Now notice the if that he put there. Jesus knew the young man wasn't perfect, but he kept insisting that he was. And if the young man would have seen his sinful nature and truly saw who Jesus was, this conversation would have went differently and this young man would not have gotten the answer that he would have gotten here. But he kept insisting that he was perfect. He kept insisting that he had satisfied God's law, that he had satisfied God's commitments. And he was, he was looking God right in the face. He was talking to God. But Jesus says, well, if you're perfect, then you go sell what you have. You give to the poor and you follow me. Then you'll have treasure in heaven. Now, had he truly saw who Jesus was and confessed the fact that, and the young man confessed the fact that he was a sinner and placed his faith in Jesus, would he have had to give up something? Yes. We've all had to give up something to follow the Lord. He may have had to have given up his position as a ruler. And he might had uh, get, had to give up something else. He might have been expelled from wherever he was the ruler. But the conversation would have went differently. And Jesus knows exactly where our our treasures are because it says in verse 22, it says, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Jesus knew where the young man's love was. Jesus knew where the young man's treasure was. He knows where my treasure is. He knows where your treasure is. And, but we have to be able to recognize our sinful nature and the perfectness of our Lord Jesus Christ to be able to walk with him. Now, I hope this message has been a help to you. And I will be back with you next Tuesday. This is Joel Martin.